It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. And a very good morning here in the great city of Woonsocket here in WNRI, 1380 AM and 99.9 FM. This is the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show, as you've become accustomed to. And I am your host, John Brian, on Friday mornings. Always grateful to be here. Always so happy to have an opportunity to speak with you. And that's speak with you, by the way, not to you. See, that's what the show is all about. I like to speak with you. I have topics. I'm going to talk about those topics. I have way more material than will fit into the time allotted. But at the top of the show on Friday, we always have a very important person. That's a VIP. And that is our good friend, Mr. Bob Martin of Crossroads Real Estate Group on Park Avenue right here in Woonsocket. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm wonderful. Bob, we have our real estate question of the week. And wondering, okay. if, wondering if you're ready. Okay. Okay. So here it is. Uh, hi, Bob. I am interested in purchasing a property that has a cesspool. I'm, I've been told that I should not. What are the issues here? Thanks. Okay. Well, we start with a stinky topic. Huh. Um, um, the... First of all, what, what a buyer needs to know when they're purchasing a cesspool, even if it does pass inspection currently, is um, a few years back, could be 10 at this point, eight, State of Rhode Island has a law on the books that says any conveyance of property with a cesspool in the state of Rhode Island will have to convert to a septic system within one year of the sale. So first of all, this gentleman needs to be aware that um, the state of Rhode Island could or will, depending on what how aggressive they are, uh, require him to put in a, a septic system, which brings up the topic of does he have the money to put in a septic system? Um, you know, if they've got a mortgage and the mortgage kind of is taking up their income, there are grants, I believe, occasionally available by the state of Rhode Island, but um, you're looking to borrow money, and a septic system can cost... Brand new septic, probably anywhere from fifteen to thirty thousand dollars. So um, most of the time, what I would suggest to this gentleman is either he's totally aware of it, and he's got the money to put away, and it's reflected in the selling price of the house, or he obtains a what we call a two or three k mortgage, which will in, allow him monies to put in or negotiate the price, which is the easiest thing, or negotiate with the seller that the seller put the septic system in. Um, prior to purchase. Uh, that is the cleanest way. Uh, the other aspect in, in that, laws aside, is we're always, you know, I, I really disclose to people, you know, you look at who owns the home. So let's say it's a, an elderly couple that minimizes their use of their water. Now you're selling to a family that's got three teenage kids that shower daily. They need to do wash daily. That cesspool will fail. It's probably 99% certain that that cesspool will fail, overflow, and now we have a crisis on our hands. So we're always very careful <clears throat> with a change of usage. What I'm describing now is Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Um, it's stricter laws to pass a cesspool, but you theoretically can, and uh, you don't have to have this compliance issue. So my suggestion to him is whoever gave him that advice was good advice. Open your eyes before you're buying. Um, Reflected in the selling price, if it's a cesspool as opposed to a septic, make sure that the necessary funds are available. Um, I would even go to the extent of um, getting an estimate on the system prior to purchasing it so that um, you know what you're doing. More and more of the lenders that, that they lend in Rhode Island, when they law first passed, they weren't aware of this, but we more and more run into the, the issue that a lender will say, we don't have a problem with you, we don't have a problem with the property value, but you need to demonstrate that the funds are going to be available to put this septic system in because it could create a big burden to you later on if you're forced to have to do it. So 
Um, whoever advised him, advised him properly. Buy with your eyes open. Lowering the price is not a solution because that does not put cash in the, um, the buyer's hands. Uh, some lenders will allow the escrow of money from the seller's proceeds. A lot of times the sellers don't have the money to, to upgrade. Well, if they're walking away with money at the closing, we can usually work with that. Either pay the septic system, the septic installer at the closing to have it installed, or the money gets escrowed. So um, buyer beware on festivals. Bob, I, I got to thank you because I'm sitting here and I'm, I feel like uh, I've been educated quite a bit here because... I never knew the difference between, I, I really, because I have, you know, city water and sewer, so I've never dealt with cesspools or septic systems before. So um, this is a really interesting topic because I learned a lot this morning. So thank you very much. Bob Martin, uh, the broker owner of Crossroads Real Estate Group right over here in on Park Avenue, 329 Park Avenue in Woonsocket. Bob, if someone needs to get in touch with you, how do they do that? 766 uh, or my cell direct four seven four three five five six. Thank you so much for educating me and the audience, Bob. And I look forward to the real estate question of the week next Friday on the Upfront Show. Thanks a lot, Bob. All right, John. Have a good Bye bye. Bob Martin, Crossroads Real Estate Group. We will be right back. I'm going to do a couple of messages, and then we're going to get right into some topics that uh, really will probably blow your mind. And I also want to cover. This week's State of the State Address and my impressions of the General Assembly and the Governor's Address being the lone independent in the Rhode Island General Assembly. Interesting stuff. I hope you think so, too. We'll be right back on the Upfront Radio Show on 1380 AM, 99.9 FM, WNRI. American-made products. That's what we feature at Waltz Clothing. 837 Cumberland Hill Road, Woonsocket. Open Tuesday through Saturday. American-made with serious. Boots from Carolina. Thoroughgood. Red Wing and Rocky. All made in the USA. Also, American-made sweatshirts. American-made socks. Full-grain leather belts. Boot laces and leather gods and boot gods. And we carry treads, rubber overboots. American-made. So come on in to the place where the workperson finds everything they need. Waltz Clothing, 837 Cumberland Hill Road. Find us on Facebook or if you have a question, 765-7582. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expensive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a Taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin Steak, filet mignon, or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner. All char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Yes, let's get back to the panel, and that's me, John Brian, your Friday host, and you uh, here on the Upfront Radio Show. And you can reach me, 766-1380-769-0600, toll-free, 1-800-949-9674. And, of course, you can even email the show, upfront at WNRI.com. So we had a state of the state address this week, and uh, this is a this is the big to-do when the, it's a joint session of... The House and the Senate in the House chamber, a lot of pomp and circumstance. Uh, the judges are there. The higher ed is there. Uh, there are all the municipal leaders are there. Um, and, of course, members of the House and Senate and His, Excel His Excellency, the Governor, Dan McKee. And he gave an address to the joint session Regarding the state of the state, and what this really means is this is a setup, and this is a setup for his budget, which was proposed yesterday. So the way this, this works, don't want to get too inside baseball, but in case you don't know, a, 
a budget is proposed in the form of a piece of legislation. It is sent to the House. The House will go through it uh, in the form of a bill. The Senate will do the same. It will go to the, the, the House Finance Committee, and it will have hearings over the course of the entire legislative session. It goes through the meat grinder. The sausage gets made. And it comes out as a piece of legislation that the General Assembly and the leadership of the General Assembly sees fit. So what the, what the governor may want and what's in there may not look the same and usually never looks the same on the other end of the sausage-making machine. So the state of the state is a setup to present that budget to the General Assembly and to the people of Rhode Island and it's his ideas. My impressions... Number one, being there as an independent, it's kind of interesting because uh, I don't feel compelled at all to clap for all the pre-programmed expected applause lines, especially for things that I don't disagree with. However, a lot of Democrats, even if they give, you know, their very simple palm taps for clapping, but uh, pretending you're clapping just to go along with the rest of the party, I don't feel compelled to do that, but nor did I feel compelled to sit on my hands the way many other Republicans did. So I could sit there and listen to this this address and say, yeah, no, I don't agree with that. Or, yeah, this is pretty good. I'll give you an example of one that I, I, I joined in and some applause. But the applause, I mean, the applause was so dull. It was, uh, it was like you could almost hear crickets in the room but for some very low energy clapping. Although I was very happy about it. Governor McKee has proposed a cut in the sales tax. It is not bold governance. It is nothing that I would like to see, but it's a cut, okay? It's the, uh, the sales tax is currently 7%. He proposes 6.85%. So 0.15 cut in the sales tax, which is absolutely negligible. I mean, will you save something? Yes, sure, but not a lot. So it's not bold governance, but I said, hey, I clapped for it because at least it's a cut. It's a cut. It's not an increase. He wants to keep the gas tax instead of going up three cents, keep it where it is. At least status quo is better than an increase, although I want to see the sales tax cut to five, five and a half percent. I'm currently looking at that uh, in all of the New England states and... I want to see the gas tax get cut. We should always be a tenth of a percentage point lower than our neighbors. Always. That's how you should govern. You should always be less than your neighbors. But we're not. We're always higher. We're Rhode Island. That's what we've come to expect. So when he announced cuts, certain cuts, the room was like zombified. But when he announced more programs, more spending, well, you couldn't get enough clapping. You just can't spend enough in Rhode Island. You just can't confiscate enough wealth in Rhode Island. You can't be economic Robin Hoods enough in Rhode Island. The better you do, the more we get to take and spend. That's how they do it. So when cuts were announced, it was like crickets. When spending was announced, yay, more spending, more taxes, more programs. It's maddening. It's just maddening. Like, I, I don't understand it, how this has come to be. But when you look around and you say to yourself, these are the people that won. I mean, it's, it's hard to believe. The, 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 the room has gone so far left and has gone totally in a direction of being anti-taxpayer that they can't even be happy when there's tax cuts announced. It's like, tax cuts? How can this be? You're not going to tax people? How are we going to be able to spend more money? How will we be able to expand more social programs? We need to spend more. We need to take more. That's the attitude. It's it's un. Real. And caller, I'll get right to you. I just wanted to set this up. 
the press, the press in Rhode Island and everywhere else is dishonest. And I'm just going to say it. The Providence Journal, the reporting, NPR, Rhode Island Public Radio, Channel 10. The way they reported was the following. The biggest applause line of the night was when Governor McKee stated that he's waiting for a ban on assault-style weapons, and he'll sign it as soon as it gets to his desk. Yay! Well, what you had was people up in the gallery who are interest groups, anti-gun people, anti-Second Amendment people, clapping and yelling and so happy. And then you had like the progressives and the anti-gun people on the floor who are reps and senators standing up. Yay! No guns for anybody. Wonderful. Was it loud? Yeah, sure, because this is like this is their clarion call. This is this is this is what they're waiting for. They're waiting to take away guns from law-abiding people. So they were loud. But empty barrels always make the most noise. So was it a loud applause line? Yeah, but what they should have reported was while there were some supporters who were very loud and applauding the line of disallowing law-abiding people from owning their own weapons, a look around the room showed more state representatives and more senators sitting down and not clapping, clearly showing that there's not an appetite for an assault rifle ban. That's honest reporting. But instead, they made it seem like, oh, the General Assembly's all for it, and it's nonsense. They lie. The press lies. It's just that simple. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Good morning, John. First, I have two things. One about ex post facto law, but I'll cover that after. Let's stay with your current subject. The reason why everybody's clapping when we spend more money not cut, cut taxes is because everybody like me, the makers, are going to go. I'm telling you right now, I'm in Rhode Island because I still got a job and I need someone to take care of my girlfriend with dementia. And so I stay in Rhode Island because I've got that. But the day I retire and I don't have that job and I can take care of my girlfriend myself, I'm gone. I don't care. I'm leaving. I'm getting out of this state. As a maker, I'm leaving. And the reason why everybody applauds at higher taxes and spending is because the makers, the people who don't want that, are leaving. And I will leave. So that's why that happens, number one. Number two, I buy a the state of Rhode Island has a law that you have to upgrade that cesspool. Well, I'm not changing the use of the house, only the ownership. So technically, that should be grandfathered in. That's called, that law is an ex post facto law. And maybe a prior Supreme Court said that zoning laws like that don't really fall under the Constitution. But that's the same Supreme Court that supported Roe versus Way. Roe versus Way is gone. That old Supreme Court is gone. And when is the state of Rhode Island going to take the ex post facto laws off the books and give us back our constitutional rights? Well, thank you, caller. I appreciate that. Weighing in on the uh, real estate question of the week. Not everybody does it, but you did, and I appreciate your thoughts, and I appreciate the call. Look at that. Bob Martin would be proud. We had someone weigh in on that, and uh, that's good. That means people are listening, and I appreciate that because Bob is a good sponsor here of the show and of WNRI, so we know how, we know how he feels. Hey, I have an email, and this is uh, from Bob. Mark my words, the progressives will threaten to not vote for the budget unless aggressive gun restrictions are submitted and passed. Can you say so-called assault weapons ban? Well, I agree with him, and I think that may be the case. I think that may be the case. But there's another group. There's another group that might not vote for the budget. And I'm in that group. And we're going to cover that. When we come back and why. So we got some callers on the line. We're going to do a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about another issue that's happening in the state of Rhode Island. We're going to get to some calls and uh, things that you should know. Because while they want to continue to tax you, while they want to continue to spend, I want to know how you feel about how they want to spend your money. Because really, that's important.
What do they want to spend your money on? You may not be happy to learn that because I don't think the polling is being honest how they want to spend your money down in Providence. This is the Upfront Radio Show, the Friday edition on 1380 AM, 99.9 FM, WNRI. The name of the business, All Tech Painting. We've been serving the Massachusetts and Rhode Island community with top-notch painting services. We want to be your one-stop shop for interior and exterior painting, plastering, drywall repair, power washing, wood staining, and so much more. And we do all this with the promise of 100% satisfaction using quality materials and the finest product you can be proud of. That's the kind of company we are. Have any questions or want a quote? Call 401-378-7765. All Tech Painting of North Attleboro. Ready to serve you at 401-378-7765. Skilled craftsmen, ready to work for you. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And the panel is me, yours truly, and you on the phone, so let's get right back to it. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront show. John, how are you? Hey, how are you? Good, good. Sorry for this late. Hey, um, so let me ask you this. I... I I know you're kind of talking about the budget in general. Now, it's it's is it going to be it's going to be just south of fourteen billion dollars? Is that correct? Something like that. Yeah. It just every year it just keeps growing and growing and growing. I guess how like all right. The last time I did analysis on this was a long time ago. I think it was about nine billion back then. So we're going back a few years here. But how do states like New Hampshire have like a third of the budget or a half of the budget that we do, but they have about the same amount of people and they have about the same amount of infrastructure? How is it that our budget is just... And the thing is, I recall Buddy Cianci saying once, and I don't know how true this is, I don't know if this passes the fact-checking, but he said that there's about a net amount of about 100,000 Rhode Islanders who are net taxpayers, meaning that you know everybody pays taxes, but some people take out more than they put in, right? You know, you know, a state employee, they pay their taxes, they pay their property taxes, but they're paid out of tax dollars. So, obviously, they're taking out more than they put in. But he said about 100,000 Americans, like the previous caller, previous caller was saying, I mean, there's a lot of us doing a lot of heavy lifting. You're Any thoughts on that? You're absolutely right. And, by the way... Um, you're you're close for uh, at this you know at this point does the math really matter? It's the 13.6 billion dollar budget, so 14. Sure, let's round up uh, to 14. Does it blow your mind that we have a state budget for the state of Rhode Island, the smallest state in the union that is that much? Absolutely. What is going on and why? I I in my previous legislative life was looked at as a knuckle-dragging troglodyte. And I was so because looked at that way because I once stood up on the House floor and said, and I still maintain this belief, that Rhode Island should have the government that it can afford and not the government that it so desperately wants. We are a state, we're the smallest state in the union with one of the largest social safety nets in the country. And my, my question is why? Why do we not have a social safety net commensurate with the size of our state? Let states like Texas and California and Florida, large states, the biggest states in the country, have the largest safety nets. Let's have a safety net that makes sense, that helps people, that gives people a helping hand, not a handout, and let's but no, but what they do is we recruit people from all over the country, all over the world. Come to Rhode Island. They're going to give you X, Y, and Z. And plenty of it. That's why. That's why our budget is what it is. We can't stop spending. We can't stop taxing. We're addicted to it. 
you know, I, I will say this, two more quick, very quick points. I, I, there's two things here. I, and again, look, I, I'm for, very, very fortunate. I have my mental health and I have my physical health and I can work and I, you know, I pray I never end up having to be on a social thing. But if, if, if they're there, if I do, if I get injured, some, but I don't know, I, I've never, ever, 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 ever once in my entire life ever heard any advocate for social programs or I've never, ever, ever just be like, hey, we are grateful that there's people who, who work and pay these taxes and pay for these social stuff. All they do is talk about me not paying enough. And I've never gotten like a thank you card from any, any politician, any progressive or any like sort of like level spending person. I'd like to see the progressive caucus come out and say, hey, you know what? We thank the people. We thank the 100,000 people who pay into this. All they do is demonize us. All they do is just trash us and bash us over the head and talk about, it just makes people want to move. It just makes, it makes people want to just relocate. You'll never see state. that. You'll just- never see that because the thought is if there's one person left behind, then society is failing because they, they fail to accept the fact we live in a capitalist society and hard work and determination and the capturing of opportunity, which is out there, allows you to get ahead and do well for yourself. But instead, they 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 want they don't want equality of opportunity, which is out there. They want equality of results. They want the result to be the same for absolutely everybody. And it doesn't work that way. And the reality is that people like you and people like me. And many people that listen to this, and I know, like I'll be demonized for saying this stuff, and I honestly don't care. The reality is, is that the people that work the hardest, the people that create and not absorb, are constantly hit over the head, given death by a thousand cuts in the state of Rhode Island, nickel and dime to death, fees and taxes. It never stops. And there's always a call every year. Well, those people should be paying their fair share like we don't already. Right. Like we don't already. The reality is, is that the more you make the more that the economic Robin Hoods and the General Assembly say, well, you're, you've done well this year, so pay up. That's the attitude. They're horrible. They're horrible. They're horrible. <laughs> I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm running for office. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to reveal myself one of these days. I'm going to say who I am. And I think next time around, I'm going to go for it. So uh, until then, uh, I'll talk to you next week. Listen, you and I will work together because I like where you're coming from. So uh, <laughs> I, I look forward to that. And I think that we could only benefit from uh, from more good people running for public office. And by the way, stay tuned because I'm going to go through in a few minutes what they want to spend your money on. Let's see if you agree with that. All right. Thanks a lot for the call. I appreciate it. Right, Bye-bye. Bye. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Good morning. I'm so grateful you're there. You're just getting started. You're just on a roll with your honesty. you got more rolls than a bakery. Uh, everywhere I look, it's just smoke and mirrors, you know, smoke and mirrors. They put out numbers, and then they change them down the road. Uh, and people like you, the last gentleman, yeah, run, run. Uh, thank you. Look forward to uh, hearing more. You're sharing your opinion. Yeah, it's honesty. It's honest. Yeah, we call it like we see it. People like it, vote and support it. They don't like it, et cetera, et cetera. So keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank I you. appreciate the call very much. And I agree with the caller. I mean, just be honest with people. Don't tell people what they want to hear, what you think they want to hear. Be honest. Speaking of honesty, we've got an honest emailer. Always an honest emailer. My dear friend, Sandra LaFrance, who sends me... My Friday morning email, and I appreciate that, Sandra. Good morning, John. Your topic regarding McKee's $13.8 billion proposed budget was right on. I don't want to seem negative, but sick of hearing about affordable housing and attacking gun rights. His proposed tax cut from 7% to 6.85% is pathetic. They're projecting it'll save us about $77 per year. That may <laughs> that may cover a couple of months worth of kitty cats food and cat supplies. Thank you, Dan the Man. I'll be listening tomorrow AM, Sandra France. Thank you, Sandra, for that email. Uh, in case you're wondering, uh, and I agree with you 100%, by the way, in case you're wondering what she means about tomorrow morning, uh, I just want to make sure on a programming note 
that you know that I uh, am now the, the new host of the Saturday Morning Soapbox, and that takes place right here on this radio station from 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. on every Saturday morning. And so you can catch the Saturday Soapbox about 24 hours from now, tomorrow morning, from 8.30 to 10.30 with your host, uh, yours truly. So uh, let's cover something I've been really wanting to talk about. I was going to talk about this last week because I want you to know what they want to spend your money on. And they claim 70% of Rhode Island is okay with this. And I think that's false. And I'll tell you what. And that's taxpayer-funded abortion. So they put the bill in this year for taxpayer-funded abortion. And it's put in by uh, the Democratic House Whip, Katie Kazarian, from East Providence. Nice girl. I mean, personally, a nice girl. Uh, a little uh, left for my taste, but uh, 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 definitely a, a smart, decent person. But she puts uh, this bill in, and there's a press release that goes out. And I find this to be a horribly manipulative, uh, dishonest press release that is full of pablum and just meant to just go over the heads of the masses and... It drives me crazy. So it says, why I'm grateful that Rhode Island has codified Roe v. Wade into state law, access to reproductive health, reproductive health, is still not equal in our state. Unless an individual is able to pay the costs out of pocket or is on private insurance, these essential health care services, read abortion, so let me fill that in, abortion is still out of reach for too many Rhode Islanders. With reproductive rights remaining under attack in our nation's capital, that has nothing to do with anything, people. Abortion has been codified in Rhode Island. There's no attack in Washington that can happen. The Supreme Court has kicked it back to the states. There's nothing that can be done in Washington that can change the fact that Rhode Island has codified Roe v. Wade into state law. There's going to be no restrictions on abortion in Rhode Island, thanks to the General Assembly in 2019. So it says, with reproductive rights remaining under attack at our nation's capital, the passage of the Equality in Abortion Coverage Act will provide total equality for everyone in Rhode Island who needs reproductive health services access. What that means is this act will make you, the taxpayer, pay for other people's abortions. Now, the Rhode Island Coalition for Reproductive Freedom adds on to this press release and says, so the Equality and Abortion Coverage Act will eliminate all bans on abortion coverage. All bans. It's not, it's not a ban on abortion coverage. It's the state won't pay as it is right now for abortions. It won't require taxpayers, you, the taxpayer, to pay for abortions. This, see, this right now, this isn't for me. The abortion debate is over, right? It's over in Rhode Island. So I'm not having the, the abortion debate on the radio right now. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is saying I'm a taxpayer and you're a taxpayer. And now they want you to pay for other people's abortions. So the, the, the press release goes on to say, today state laws prohibit nearly one in three Rhode Islanders, people enrolled in Medicaid and state employees from using their health insurance to cover abortion. Medicaid, what that is, is also state supplied medical insurance to people who are on public assistance. That's one part of it. And I don't have a problem with insuring people that need it. I don't. But now they're saying those people should have their abortions paid for, too, by me and you. It says this ban is discriminatory. I don't know how. And racist. That's ridiculous. How is it racist? How is it racist if it applies to everyone on, on state supplied Medicaid, to every state employee? How is it racist 
it's put across the board for everybody. So they have to throw the racist in to gin everybody up. The ban is discriminatory and racist, reinforcing inequity and health care disparities in our state. It goes on to say that our coalition of more than 20 organizations stands with 72% of Rhode Islanders with health insurance through Medicaid or state should get the same access. Okay. So I'm sure the, they say it's a 72% polling data. 72% of the people approve of this. It was probably, here's the poll. Ring, ring. Hello. Hi, would you like to do a poll? Yes, yeah, sure. Well, my question is, do you think everybody on health insurance should have the same access to medical care? Do you think everybody, or do you think some people should have less access to medical care? No, I mean, I think everybody should have the same access to medical care. Okay, thanks. Click. And 72% of the people will give that answer. Now, let's do this one. Ring, ring. Hello, would you like to do a poll? Yeah, sure. Would you like to pay for other people's abortions? No. Thank you. Click. Do you think 72% of the people that are polled are going to say, yeah, yeah, sure. Use my taxpayer money to pay for other people's abortions. That sounds awesome. The poll is garbage. The bill is garbage. It's how they want to spend your money. It never ends. These people are addicted to anything that has to do with abortion. And again, this isn't about the abortion debate. That's over. Thanks to the General Assembly in 2019, whether you are pro-life or pro-choice, the conversation's done. This is not my conversation or my fight right now. My fight is the fact that they want to spend my tax money on something that I don't agree with, and that's abortion. They spend enough of it on stupid stuff. But now this? So... Earlier an emailer said that maybe the, the progressives will hold out on the budget if there's no gun control, no, no assault rifle ban. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of state reps that are going to hold out on the budget because Dan McKee included state paid abortions in his budget. And I'm not voting for a budget that has that. I've been clear already. I said that before the session even began. I told those in power, don't count on me for the budget if it has that in there. And I'm not alone, believe me. Hello, sir. How do you feel today? Oh, I feel great. Let's take a poll. Okay. Would you like your taxpayer funds to go to abortion? No. How does, how, and, but they're going to tell you 72% of the people said yes. <laughs> I got to see the wording on that poll. Good morning and welcome to Upfront. Uh, good morning. I will try to be very brief. Number one, any time that I look at an issue, I check my basic premise. My basic premise is that all Democrats, local, state, and national, are tied with an umbilical cord, which gives them money. So this is... Um, a national issue, in my opinion. But I also do not agree, like you said in the beginning, the woman who wrote that uh, particular press release very nicely, no. You see, um, I'm not talking about her as an individual. I'm talking about her in her political capacity. Whoever she is, she is not a good person. She does not deserve to be in politics if you do not agree with that statement and it is very dishonest and it's that's typically what they do so that's under two minutes i think uh, john and i am uh going to hang up now unless right. you want to say something no i would just say this i don't agree with her at all okay on this issue i don't but the thing is the problem with politics today is that what we do is we, what, we, we take people and we say, okay, and, and this is what I see in the room now, which is way different than what I saw 10 years ago. It is, if you don't agree with me, especially the progressives hold this, if you don't agree with me, if you don't agree with 100% of what I say, then that makes you a bad person. 
You are a bad person. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to have an intelligent conversation with you. I don't want to find a place somewhere that maybe we can find a middle ground. I don't want to work towards a, a uh, some type of compromise in which, because the best compromise is always where either party walks away somewhat dissatisfied. That means you've had a good compromise. There's no compromise. There's nothing. So if you do that, if you alienate people that don't think like you, then you're just falling into the progressive trap. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say whether or not this is a, you know, I, I don't know the rep that introduced this bill very well. I've only met her a few times now that we've met down in session. So, I'm, But I'm not going to make judgments about who she is as a person. But I know that politically, in regard to this issue, I disagree. It's dishonest. And I will fight as hard as I can against something like this. The thing is, is that if people feel that way about me because... Now they won't talk to me and I'm a bad person and I don't deserve to be elected because I have my views. You know, that's where we get to the point where nobody's talking to each other anymore and it's all Hatfields and McCoys all the time in politics. And it shouldn't be. People should be held responsible for their views. People should be held responsible for their votes. But when we start judging people by their character and who they are because of their beliefs, we fall into the progressive trap that I, I personally don't want to fall into. Okay, so let me just say this. They've already done that to you, and my last point is, if there are people playing on a field and they're both playing by different rules, that's chaos and that's what's happening. But that's just my opinion, and I know that my opinions are not agreed with by most of the people who run that radio station. But that's okay. That, that's what this is. I give my opinion. Those people are not good people. You will never be able to have a conversation. You can put forth your comment. You don't have to be um, negative and never tell a lie. There's the first rule. Did you ever send out a release, John, that was a lie? No. Okay, neither did I. Have they ever done that to you? They do it constantly. Okay, and they did to me too. There you go. Different rules. And by the way, my last parting shot. The mail-in ballot is the hill that we have to stand on. Don't say the Republicans need to learn how to do it. The mail-in ballot <laughs> uh, uh, gives people the um, gives people power that they're too damn lazy to take, and there's all kinds of old people like me. I like early voting. I'm okay with that. But not this mail-in bull crap. But thank you, John. You have a great day. You have a great day, too, and thank you very much. And I agree with a lot of what you say, by the way. I don't have to agree. And that's, I know. And that's the beauty. I, I don't have to agree with everything. But no. we agree on most things. But the best thing is we can have a conversation when we respect each other as people. And that's what's most important. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Yeah, John, how do they get the state get around the fact that under the Rhode Island Constitution, in Article 1, about the rights given to our citizens, it states at the very end that nothing in these rights will give the right to funding of abortion. It's in the Rhode Island State Constitution, Article 1. Well, what they're, what they're, look at the name, look at the name of... The bill. The bill says they'll, they'll strike what number one, they're going to do everything they can to strike that language. And it's going to say, but if you look at the name of the bill, the bill is Equality and Abortion Coverage Act. And they're going to say that it's not so much funding abortion. What it's doing is giving equal access to health care. And it's a this is a. This is, a, this is uh, how do they say it but, here? But, but, that, but it, that doesn't change the Constitution. Reproductive, Only you and I as voters can do that. I understand. But listen, they're going to do this. However, what I want you to do is send that to me, please. Okay? You know my email address. You can send it to me. Uh, and I want to take a look at that. Also, uh, how are they going to get around it? It's a good question, and hey, maybe we found a fix here. But all I know is they're going to they're going to work as hard as they can to make you, the taxpayer, pay for other people's abortions. And and look, thank you very much. I just don't think it's I don't think it's right, and uh, and I I don't think. And let me ask you a question: If you got a poll at your house that said 
hello, sir. Would you like to answer a few questions? Yeah, sure. Okay, question one. Are you willing to pay for other people's abortions? What would your answer be? No. Do you believe that if the question was asked that way, 72% of the respondents would have said yes? I don't believe that. Exactly. Me neither. So, but they Thank say you. 72, you're welcome. 72% of Rhode Islanders agree with that. I'm calling bull. All right, when we come back, I have my last topic of the day, which I've been waiting. I've been holding on to a newspaper since Tuesday to talk to you about. And the topic on this would be, why allow a woman to do a woman's job when a man can do a woman's job that much better? That's the topic. So we'll be right back uh, on the Upfront Radio Show, the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show here on 1380 AM, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Well, here's a question for you from Vern Rainville. Do you have frozen pipes or ice dams causing some damage to your home last winter? Well, this is probably covered by insurance. And did you know that you have two years to file a claim? Call Vern Rainville, the local adjuster that represents you, not the insurance company. Vern is a licensed public adjuster by the state of Rhode Island and will work for you to initiate a claim. You can call Vern Rainville Today at 484-384-95 for a free, no-obligation, in-home consultation. All calls are returned in less than 24 hours. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's. Perfect for any event. Soup and salad bar now available, and Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup, also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back with the panel, and that's me in the final six or so minutes of this radio show, the Friday edition. And I have a question for you. Now, this doesn't make me a male chauvinist. It's an actual question being asked by the woman's, the Democratic, the Rhode Island Democratic Women's Caucus. And the question is, why have a woman do a woman's job when a man can do a woman's job that much better. What do I mean by that? Well, I saw in the paper on Tuesday, I've been wanting to talk to you about this. Transgender woman wants to lead the caucus. The Reverend Donnie Anderson is asking the Rhode Island Democratic Women's Caucus to make a statement and make history by choosing quotation fingers, her as the next chair of the breakaway political group. A transgender woman, Anderson, told the group, she's seven, <clears throat> so Anderson is 75 years old. Uh, if you choose me to be your next executive, you will make, hold on here, sorry, let's see here, you will make history. And a statement to the world about my community. So, here's where we are in society. I think they're going to do it. And I really, 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 really want them to. Because it once again shows how insane the planet Earth is getting. I believe that we are now, at this point in history, at the dumbest point in human history that we've ever been at. The, the Rhode Island Democratic Women's Caucus is getting set to elect a biological male to lead the Women's Caucus because that biological male says he's a woman. 
Now, understand, I, I, I've been called, I'm, I'm, every single day I'm called a transphobe. And I'm called a transphobe, and they call, also call me anti-LGBT, which is nonsense. And anyone that knows me in my personal life knows I am not anti-LGBT in any way, shape, or form. Live your life, do your thing, it's all good. But here's the reality. If this biological man who identifies as a woman leads a Democratic Woman's Caucus, see, they, ha they, they want to make you say that it's a woman. That's how they work. If you don't say that this biological male is a woman, that makes you a transphobe. And I'm not going to do it, just like I'm not going to say, because it's not a woman. It's a man who has decided to live his life as a woman, and I accept it. Okay, but you're not going to make me say, oh, that's a woman, because you know who's a woman? My wife, my mom, my mother-in-law, my sisters, my daughters. Those are women. I'm not going to say that Donnie Anderson's a woman. It's a man who has decided to live his life as a woman. It's all good, and I get it. Do it. Live your life. As my daughters would say, you do you. But don't make me say that that's a woman. And now you've basically said, we don't have a woman to lead the Democratic Women's Caucus. We're going to have a biological man do it. Just like there's no room in female sport for men. That's why men don't belong in women's locker rooms, women's bathrooms, women's prisons. They are separated by sex for a reason. So you're not going to turn around and make, I because the mob says you have to say that's a woman. Just like they say, not all what did they say yesterday? It was when they want to put feminine products in, in, in male bathrooms. Because some men have their periods. No, they don't. They don't have their periods. I don't know one guy that has a period. But if you don't say that some men can get pregnant and some women, you know, can be men. And you look, it'll blow your mind. And that makes you a phobe. An ist, a something, a label, a bad person, I call nonsense. Hey, that's all the time we have today on the Upfront Radio Show. Thank you so much for being here on this Friday edition. I hope you learned something. We'll be back next Friday. You can always contact me if you have any topics. Follow me on Twitter, at John D. Brian 1, and I will talk to you tomorrow on the Saturday edition of the Saturday Soapbox. This has been WNRI's Upfront. Presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380 WNRI Woonsocket.